0: And welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a somewhat weekly podcast with Tyler and Harry. Yes. Greg is, Greg is in Norway trying not to eat fish. Good luck, Greg. Good, good luck to Greg. Uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, so uh, we are having Harry back this week because Harry did not get to talk about all the things that he wanted to, which I, I totally get. Uh, on tonight's episode, we're going to um, talk about some of Harry's... Uh, uh, artistic writing work, uh, which is on what's it called again? Uh, it's on Smashwords. Words. Smash Words, okay, so you can check that out. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, some of uh, Harry's favorite. Uh, uh, role play uh, experiences, uh, favorite role play uh, campaign, and a little bit about role playing. Going to make some recommendations uh, about yep.
1: about good role playing games that are yep. way off the beaten path, systems that you may not have heard of, and then uh, finally, uh, we're going to talk about weird folklore monsters. Beware! Uh, there's some anatom ana- anatomical Anatomical
0: strange things. Yeah. So uh, I think that they will find this very interesting. Uh, and uh, without further ado, let's begin. Woo-hoo. So uh, we're we're back with Harry. I'm back again. Harry is back and Greg is gone.
1: What is with that?
0: Well, see, really, you're the same person because I've never actually seen the two of you at the same time.
1: Well, there there was that one time we played Call of Cthulhu together. Oh, you know, you're right. That one time, because
0: I thought it was just like you know he would take his long hair and put it on your face, on his his face, to make your mutton chops, and (laughs) and then you know. Uh, But uh, no, currently he's in. Norway. Ooh. Uh, Apparently, he's experiencing the various fish dishes in Norway. Oh, I Uh, I
1: really hope he gets lutefisk.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. I I could just see him eating like you know this sort of liqueased, you know, semi-rotted fish product. Open it. (laughs) The
1: can pops. The smell releases. And then you get this nice, live-soaked mess. It tastes like a fish fart on a stale shore cracker. I, I imagine that's what it would taste like. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance. Yeah, I, you know. So we
0: were, like, saying, you know, he, he's saying everything's dried fish. And so my friend Brian's like, well, can you bring me back a dried fish loofah? <laughs> and I was asking, can I get that dried fish flake cereal so <laughs> you put some milk on it
1: and it softens? And Well, know. I'm pretty sure you could just, you could just get bonito flakes. And yeah, that's true. That's true. Exactly. And then you'll be all set. Just put that yeah. in, put that in your cornflakes and you'll be mm,
0: you'll be golden. Fishy milk, mm, fish mm. milk. The the milk turns a kind of tan color.
1: I wonder if it, I wonder if it would taste the way that whale milk tastes. I would imagine whale milk would be very fishy. Yes, there's a briny. I wonder if it, a, it, it, it's one of those things I wonder about. Like what is the thickness of whale milk? Uh, that's a good question. The viscosity let me, let me, let me, of whale milk. I would, I would imagine it's probably more
0: viscous than pigeon milk mm-hmm. and less viscous than cockroach milk. But
1: neither of those things have milk, Tyler. You're yeah, a doctor. Like, oh, <laughs> au contraire, ma frere. Oh, p- no. P- pigeons have a no. pill
0: underneath their little wing, their armpit, that secretes a sort of uh, effluvia, which is very rich in protein and fats that oh, the baby God. pigeons will eat. Why? Plus, it's a natural elixir. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And
0: then uh, apparently cockroach milk is not really milk. It's the contents of a cockroach's stomach, which have been digested, which apparently are quite good for you.
1: Well, I I feel as though I've fallen directly into that trap. You don't need nipples to have milk. You
0: you most certainly do not. Uh, So, uh, yeah, imagine a pigeon milk. I'm sure we could make pigeon milk a thing, but we have talked about this previously. But whale milk, yeah, I mean, there's going to be whale cheese
1: yes Yes. whale cheese seaside cheese you call it song of the whales and it would sell amazingly great almost as good as like genetically made in a laboratory human meat absolutely people would love it it would be one of those things you would have you'd have your whale cheese your fake human meat and you'd have a party with all of your friend
0: God, that must cause heartburn.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, so you're back, uh, and we had we had talked about you coming back because I think we we hadn't um, really covered as much as we had wanted to cover in the last yeah. podcast. Yeah, I uh, and I, I understand you have some you have some things you, you'd like to to go over today.
1: I have a few things that I'd like to go over. And, of course, uh, we were just speaking of the things that you would like to go over. Um, But the first thing that I want to say is, Tyler, did you know that I'm a writer? Yes, I had had heard that. Now, now I've only been really
0: aware of the writing, um, not assignments, but like the writing Mm -hmm. you do for our Pathfinder campaign. Yeah. Uh, And you do a lot of point of view things and you do a lot of uh, history and everything Mm -hmm, else. mm -hmm. Uh, And it's been very good. I very much enjoyed it. But I've never read any of your actual bona fide writing work.
1: One of these days, you'll have to download it for nearly free. Nearly free? Nearly free. Well, actually, for whatever you want to pay for it, because I believe that these things should be whatever you want to pay for it. Okay. uh, Over at smashwords.com. And you can go there and you can find any of my, I think it's now four stories that I up there going on to five or six okay um so uh, right now i've got going on uh i like rabbits which okay. is a uh literary piece that's all about a poor girl who's decided to turn her life around by wearing a rabbit mask okay. and try and trying to sort of re-grasp all the things that she's lost in her life because she's always sort of done the things that people have told her to do. Okay. She's, she's sort of fallen into what society wants to do and she just has a a need to change. And she does that by wearing a mask.
0: Okay. Now, so that, and how does that like free her up to do the things she has always wanted to do and couldn't do, or is this more just to kind of a, a a,
1: sort of a change that she wants to do? You know arbitrarily it, it doesn't work it doesn't I was gonna say it probably <laughs> it doesn't work Sidelong glances it, it, it allows it allows her to change briefly but no matter where you go there you are yes so she always has to kind of contend with herself yeah um, you can't run away from like you no no it's not, just, at it's impossible. not at all possible not at all there's also uh, am I magical which okay. is a which is about a older uh, late middle aged gentleman who collects toys from the internet and tries to resell, resell them and uh, in a lot that he purchased he finds a small magical scepter that transforms him yeah. into the beautiful magical mina a superheroine much like sailor moon what? or that sort of thing <laughs> uh, so, wow so he ends he ends up turning into this beautiful woman and he fights crime and he has to yeah. fight he has to fight against like gender sp- usually like when you watch uh, when you watch a lot of these programs where you have a superheroine He has to deal with gender-specific crime. Right. You know they don't get to fight the crime that men do. They have to deal with the crime that women have to deal with. Right. right. Like beauty products on your face are going to kill you. Yeah. Right. Um, Right. Right. So he has to kind of deal with that. He has to deal with um, being a man in a woman's body. He has to deal with being a man in a woman's body. Exactly. And um, so it's and what's neat about it and what I liked about it a lot is that he has to deal with the fact that his living normal body is a wreck.
0: Right. And his, and
1: his superhero body healthy healthy. is and healthy health. and vibrant. And yes. And so uh, he has to kind of decide where to draw the line, when to stop being her and when to yeah, stop being yeah. him.
0: that was in Freakazoid. Same problem he had. I it's
1: loved like, Freakazoid. Freakazoid. he's just
0: like, why am I me anymore? There's just no reason <laughs> yeah. for me to be me. I could be no. this manic superhero that's like powerful and all the girls love him and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, he's there's actually an episode of Freakazoid where he's. He's trying to date his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. he keeps turning into other sort of freakazoid aspects. And he's like, "No, it's got to be me. It's got to yeah. be me that dates this girl." And you know,
1: so so that's two. There's also uh, they eat eyes. Ooh, that's, uh, that's so. Scary. They eat eyes is my homage to uh, B movies. Yeah, sure. Uh, it involves a. Where bear truck driver? Okay, uh, who he's he's over at a truck stop, and he, and then in walks an alien from outer space who looks like Rasputin, and okay. starts killing people oh, no. using a magical gem. Okay, uh, meanwhile, but it's an alien. Uh, it's an alien. Is it like they a, all look a magical like, alien? They, they're they're somewhat magical alien, and okay. they all look like Rasputin. Okay, they have these terrible beard, big long beards. Was that what Rasputin heads. was? Was he one he was, of them? He he certainly could have been. Okay, um, That's, so. So you have that going on. Then elsewhere you have Troy, this this young man who's out in a factory with his friends like a Scooby-Doo gang, and yep. he gets captured by an evil doctor, and he gets put into the body of this gigantic mechanical beast that yep. is that is fueled by hate and runs on wow. blood, and he's bound with the demon Agostine, who, who has to deal with uh, all like the hierarchy and paperwork and bureaucracy of hell. Yeah. Uh, and then there is which An- is itself hell. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then there is Anastasia, who is a the daughter of a wizard who had been subjected to LSD tests in the 1960s. Wow. Uh, and she's kind of not wanted to become a witch because of all of what her dad went through. And yeah. it's bringing all of these three very disparate characters yeah. together to fight against the alien menace. Okay. So, and uh, my intention when I wrote that was I said, I want to make a book, uh, well, it's a novella. I want to make a story where. You could not make this into a sensible movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. You well, as, as they said in, in, in uh, as they said in Venture Brothers, I dare you to make less sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's 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 what I got up for sale. Uh, coming soon, I have uh, Samantha in the Wind, uh, which is going to have oh, art. That sounds nice. That's like a uh, nice one. It's going to have art by our friend Maureen Foz. Okay. Um, she's already given me some of the preliminary stuff, and um, I've been waiting for a little bit more. Yeah. Um, And that's about a small girl who she loses her favorite hat to the wind. The wind blows her hat away and it goes into this majestic forest that's filled with fairies and all sorts of things. And of course, these are all very um, old world fae. Uh-huh. So there, there's uh, you know trolls that want to eat your body, and the wind mm. itself is a malicious being that doesn't mm. want to give her things back, and mm. uh, she has a sort of Dorothy-esque travel where she comes across these variety of characters. And, okay, that, that's actually know, uh, that sounds quite interesting. It, it's it, it's, yeah. it's sort of a it's sort of a is older, it like a, a, a children's thing or is it too 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 dark? It's it's for children that were would like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Okay. Which, that's, that's a specific breed, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because, you and know... Alice in Wonderland was a little a little dark mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, because, so yeah, uh, you know, that's one of the things I'd heard about Alice in Wonderland is, like, the kids don't like it because it's so unpredictable and strange. Well, there was a whole... You know, there was a whole... Uh, there was a whole D and D
0: module that took place in Wonderland. I played in that. Yeah, module. and Wonderland was actually, if I recall correctly, was one of the chaotic neutral planes. Yep, it's yep. A, it's raw
1: chaos yep. basically. It's just um, a- my my friend Derek actually ran that module. Yeah, it was good three yeah. five, and yeah. it was it was amazing. We got we got to the end of it, and then there was something that we had that like we had to go back to the beginning for yeah and he yada yada the heck out of it because he's like no okay we don't have to go back we don't have to roleplay going back through all of wonderland the maze of the maze of mirrors and yeah this, you and just other. kind of do it. It. it's like okay you guys do it and then you come back and now you're back to the monster at the end all right <laughs>
0: Oh, a hardcore DM would have made you do the whole oh, thing. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but um, so get getting back, so this is, what is this on now? How can uh, we read these so, things if we So want? these
1: are available at Smashwords. Smashwords, uh, yep. okay. It's, it's a platform where you can self-publish your own work. Okay. Um, and like I said, they're available for as cheap as free. Okay. Uh, uh, coming up, we sh- I should have Samantha in the Wind. I'm also going to have Mask Man, which is about a Halloween spirit. Okay. Uh, that'll be coming out around Halloween. And then... Um, was uh, the other uh, Pansu Princess, which is going to be continu- Pantsuit Princess? Pansu Princess? Pansu. Oh, Pansu. Pansu. I thought Pansu. Yes, uh, okay. Uh, so, Am I Magical was first my first foray into exploring the tropes of manga and anime uh-huh, yeah, in, yeah. through a Western lens. So, Pansu Princess is my second go at that. Yeah. Um, and then also I will be doing Minotaur's Maze of Lust. So, oh, Harry, you want to hear about, so so the, the whole thing is, I heard about this thing called dinosaur erotica. Uh, are you familiar that, that, with that, the whole, that? Harry,
0: this is a family show.
1: I know, I know this it is. This is a family show, Harry. Cloacas are you're, for the family. You're scaring <laughs> me. Harry, you, you, oh Harry, you had to make it weird. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, you know what, people make money on dinosaurs. I could write a good fantasy story with Some creepy stuff. Yeah, well, you know, for a a mature, as long as they know it's a mature
0: audience. Actually, to be perfectly fair, this this uh, podcast has the E on it. Oh, good. E is for everyone. Oh. You know, not so, as good. So we, we, we can actually talk about these things. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh,
1: alright, e, oh it's, e is for everyone, not like the ESRB, E is for everyone. <laughs> well, it's E
0: being explicit. So ah, that's, okay. That's, the, that's, the, that's right. why we can talk about All dinosaur right. sex if All we right. wanted to, All but right. normally but we, we... We don't, know,
1: don't normally talk about dinosaur don't sex on Pretend talk to about, Imagine. Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, as, as you could pretend to imagine dinosaur mm. humans. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, so fascinating. So, so, uh, you know, all, all 20 people who listen to us should check out your, your, uh, work and uh, take, take a look at it and see, uh, I'm actually going to go read some of them, I think when I, as soon as I get, but anyway, getting back to, to, uh, uh, you know, your writing, I mean, of course, um, you know, um, Role playing, yes. game mastering yes. is, is very writing intensive. If you are in fact a, a good game master, and
1: that's uh, always that's my excuse whenever I work on any role playing stuff. Yeah, I'm like this is, this is going good. this is going to make me a better writer. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, and oh. by the way, I want to I want to see a a four page story of the history of your orc wog. You're going to have what, it. What they've been up to. I and, I, and,
1: I already yeah. I already have some idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah there's a, there was a, there was a whole section uh, uh, they showed this crazy thing about this orc wog and one splinter of the orc, 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 uh, excuse me the orc wog was swallowed by an errant void whale <laughs> they were just mm. swallowed and then another another group went into the eye of terror mm-hmm and came out again armed with intradimensional technology weaponry
1: you know <laughs> so this is
0: what orcs do they, yeah. just, they just they go they, and crazy things happen they, they
1: right happen now. they happen to be on a, a chunk of space debris and yep. then something crazy happens they get they get around yeah <laughs>
0: So anyway, um, I just want to say, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, tremendously enjoyed the, uh, the role play I'm in with you. Good. Uh, which is the the good old Tundra Wolves versus uh, the might of the forgotten pharaoh and Assyrian yep. uh, for Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, what would you, you know, you've done a lot of very innovative, very interesting um, role plays. Yeah. Um, you did a Clay That Woke, mm-hmm. which was about. Yep. I guess there's only That's, male, male minotaurs. Yeah, but, it's, all, but, uh, it's
1: all male, minotaurs, male with, minotaurs with human feet. With human feet. And, <laughs> and, and you know, I was just at the, the,
0: the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, and yep. we were in the Grecian area yep. and the Greek area, and I was looking and looking and looking so we could mm-hmm. find a minotaur mm-hmm. to see if there were feet. So
1: you could tickle the soles of his feet. And see if he laughs. And, and it just
0: makes so much more sense for it to be hooves, but yep. but they're not. They're yep. feet. Yep. So 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 you declare that woke. You uh you did a wacky one that we were like uh nineteen eighties cartoon yep. characters. Yeah,
1: and, so, and your uh, superpowers are based on whatever your your, your action ability was. Yeah. And, was.
0: And, and I thought that was that was yep. pretty that was yep. fun. And then uh, you did kids on bikes. That yep. was one that you yep. did. Kids on bikes um, is coming up. You've you've done that, you've run Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done um, uh, fiasco
1: runs, yep. which is yep. Was, uh, fiasco is one of my favorites.
0: Is it, well, you know that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, if you step back and yep. you look at all the campaigns, and I know you've done World of Darkness, you've done, you know, what was your best one and why?
1: Little fears. Little Fears? Little fears, I, th- I think, is is my best one. Uh, reason being, number one, I love working with games where the adults get to be kids. Okay uh, because it has built-in nostalgia. You yep. know what it's like to be a kid, you know what okay. it's like to be in the world of like I usually said it in the mid 80s or yeah, early yeah. 80s so it's you know when we when we're playing with our group of friends it tend, they all know what it's like to be in that world. So they come in with all that a priori knowledge. Yep, yep, sure. Um, those of us that can remember
0: back ex- to the Exactly.
1: 80s, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what happens is in in this particular one is I had They're they're in my neighborhood where I live Uh, and I had walked around my neighborhood and I picked out the houses that were, this is the house that the vampire lives in, this is the house (laughs) that the werewolf lives in, (laughs) all that and it was just a classic Universal Monsters. Okay. So yeah. it was, yeah. it was the, the Merman, it was a mummy, it was... Whoa, whoa,
0: did you call the Creature of the Black Lagoon a Merman? Yes. He's a deep one. <laughs> go, on. go on, please go on. Uh,
1: so Merman, yeah, mer-deep one, uh, and um, a vampire and a werewolf. And they had to go after each one to collect parts of Frankenstein's heart.
0: Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, that's
1: good. And it was one of my most happy moments is that I didn't have to give the players a reason. Yeah. All I did is told them that when they, when they had defeated one of the creatures that it had a piece of Frankenstein and they heart. just went with it and they said, I'm um, going to get I'm going to get all four pieces. Collect all four collect kids. Them all. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of an experiment in player psychology. Yeah. <laughs> because they never asked why until the end. And then, and the whole reason was that Frankenstein's monster was kidnapped by this adult male that had still the powers of a child so what it is in the little, little fears world you can kind of go into the world of nightmares uh-huh. and your belief powers a lot of what you can do okay and that usually drops off when you become an adult Okay. Uh, you get so much, so much stuff comes into your mind that, you know, you can't do that. and yeah. You can't do this. Okay. Sure. Ruh, 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 ruh. So anyway, so he was an adult that was still able to access the powers of the nightmare realm and the dream okay. realm. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to bring the realms together. And the only way he could do that is using Frankenstein's monster as a conduit uh, and he needed the heart. Okay. So what happens is they've, they've gone through, they've collected all the parts of the monster, and they're going to go try to stop the monster and do this, that, the other, and they're going through this tenement building, this giant tenement building, where all the monsters come from. Okay, and in reality, unbeknownst to the children, it is like a drug den. Okay, <laughs> um, and so every monster that they came across is actually a crack. Addict in there is like or a or crack a, addict yeah. or somebody that's okay. on meth or whatever. Uh, they they get up near the top floor and there's like this yeti man. He's like just like he's <laughs> hey like man. yeah, you know, you guys want to get up to the roof? Uh, I'll help you. I will carry you up, and so you know they—they they have the yeti sherpa helps them up to the roof. And, yeah, you know they're prepared for this giant monster to come out at them, and it's a dude with a gun. You know, isn't that the real monster and in the end? And that's and that scared the shit out of them. They couldn't take it. They're like, well, well, "What do we it's, do?" It's kind of a whiplash, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I
0: mean, it's like you know, here you are. You know, it's. I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's actually very interesting because. No matter how horrible mm-hmm. a monster is, yeah. or a supernatural thing is, or in literature, or anything mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you kind of know it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And I had I remember I had a, a knockdown drag out argument with Frederica Miller, who I went to, to college with, mm-hmm. very smart gal, uh, and she was arguing that real things are scarier. Yeah. Than than unreal things, and I remember I was totally against. Oh, you know, oh no, it's, it's stupid, blah blah blah, you know. And in the end, actually, she's right. Yeah, uh, and and they're far more
1: awful. Um, it, it comes back to the you can conceptualize it a lot more. Yes, you can, you can, yes. It, it hits home so well. Much this,
0: this was this was a hundred percent. The issue with Pan's Labyrinth, in mm-hmm. yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, the monsters weren't what was upsetting. Yeah. It was the fascists. The monsters were, were cool. The monsters were cool. <laughs> the fascists uh, bash people's faces and with hammers. I wanted to be friends like, with the
1: with that eye monster. Yeah, the <laughs> eye monster. Right. Exactly. You know the yeah. or the the you know it's like here's yep. a,
0: you know it's just, just you know you you're yelling at the screen. It's like if you if you go into a cave. Mm-hmm. And there's a beautiful room with a banquet. Don't, don't eat, eat anything. It. My <laughs> God, have we learned nothing from Spirited Away. Uh, I mean, just don't, don't ever.
1: You know, Never eat the fairy uh, food. Don't eat the fairy
0: food. Don't eat the fairy. I mean, the best you can hope for is to get sucked into fairy for 600 years and then evicted in the future. Mm. I mean, it's terrible. So so anyway, um, yep. but that was that's an interesting, uh, that's very, I think that's interesting. And also, mm-hmm. I, again, that, that was very Pan's Labyrinth, which yep. was just, you're just kind of like, you know, the, 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 the Monsters were the monster. The monster is real. The mic- <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: like, I like, I have lots of games that I love. Uh, recently, I did Fiasco. Yep. I did a uh, 1970s wrestling-based Fiasco. Okay. So they're in the they're in the territory days of pro wrestling, and in Fiasco, everybody's a player. Yeah. And it's all improvisational. And I made a I made a playset that goes with it, and I got to play the most do she <laughs> promoter yeah uh so I, I i based him lightly on dusty roads i don't know if you followed wrestling at all but no, I really he, don't. he was this he was this promoter that promoted himself like he, <laughs> he he would have people come into his territory and he would he would put himself over on them and all that and so that's kind of the character i played but i turned it up to 12 okay and i just love that and at the end We go through this aftermath. And I'm I'm narrating how my character has diabetes. (laughs) He's lost both of his legs. He's in a wheelchair. And they're at a convention. And he sees all of his old friends there. And there's one person that he still had a beef with, which yeah. happened to be the person that my wife was playing. As. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, she was playing a person with a werewolf gimmick and he was a crazy werewolf man. And he yeah. was actually kind of actually a werewolf <laughs> so anyways. So what happens is I'm there and I, I start egging her character on, ah. and I can, so I can, I can so vividly picture it in my head where I can, I can picture this. eventually, yeah. This werewolf dude gets so angry, picks me up out of my wheelchair, throws me out. He's going to try to like throw me around and whatever. And I just yell at them. I yell at the crowd. I'm like, look at what this guy's doing to me. Look at him. Look. And so I make this huge spectacle out of myself. Yeah. Eventually I knock his hands away and he drops me on the ground. And then I start crawling onto my wheelchair. And so she has her character go to try to help me. And I'm like, No. I can do this myself. <laughs> That's right. right. Little, so little it, brother, it was just yeah. a, it is just a, a wonderful role play experience. That- I find mean, it's uh, uh,
0: you know it's interesting uh, the one we did uh, just recently with you. You you had this sort of like crash role play. This is how you people know each other. Mm-hmm. Mechanic, mm-hmm. and and it was it was it was a little it was a little tough because you're on the spot. Yeah, you know, they, they yeah. you put the you put them on the sp- on yeah. people on the spot. But but good role players can can roll with that. Yeah. And, and I'll uh, say
1: that's um, that's a that's a system that comes from kids on bikes. Okay, uh, and I'm going to extrapolate that further. Uh, that's my that's my plan is to take that sort of thing and then make it into something that you can do. Like I'm a cleric. These are the cleric questions where you'll you actually mm-hmm. go. We'll go through like, okay, roll a die and who was the first person you failed to save? Yes, exactly. You know? When
0: was the mo- what was your most terrible moment of like religious questioning? Yes, you know that kind of
1: things. Thing, things you know? that can help sort of build your yeah. character and the party all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's so important for especially for a one shot.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely, and I think that was that was interesting. It took about maybe. Four
1: half an hour 40 minutes minutes, somewhere in there
0: and and i think it it definitely gave it a much better sense of of how how i would i would say
1: uh listeners Um, if you if you are a role play game master or anything like that pick up kids on bikes just for their questionnaire yeah just just that that it's like a three three page questionnaire and you just do random questions and you build your party immediately and it it will change any one shot that you ever do. Absolutely, I was it was great. I kept uh, uh, my character kept giving money.
0: He was a thief. He kept pickpocketing money back into someone's. <laughs> I, s- s- I love that because <laughs> he felt guilty um, about stealing from him years before. I
1: I, I um, did feel slightly bad for one character that. Almost everybody decided to have a negative. Yeah, I didn't though. My mind did I not. I saw. I saw. I felt she could be a better person than she was. Yeah, that was that was yep. me. So don't look at me. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought she was going to be all right, but
0: uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, very very interesting stuff. So so to recap um, for. Gamers, yep. uh, kids and bikes. Kids and bikes. Take, take a look at that. Take a look yep. at Fiasco. Take a look
1: at Fiasco. Take a look at uh, Little Fears.
0: Little Fears. So these are these are more obscure, yep. but but very yep. interesting. What
1: was the game yep. uh, where we we played the uh, the toy heroes? Uh, that was an original by me. Uh, oh, okay. So that was Swords and Lasers, which is a setting for um, Quags, the Quags, qu- the okay. quick ass game system. Okay. Okay. Um, which had those goofy dice. We yep. use and everything. Oh oh but, no 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 that was Fate. Oh, fate. fate. That sorry. was fate. Okay. fate. I don't like
0: fate. <laughs> I don't either. No, I, I don't either. It was very play was,
1: quags instead. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a little fate. I thought it was like. But anyway,
0: so these are some. But anyway, these are some sort of interesting, sort of off the beaten path type yeah. game systems yeah. that that are actually really good, yeah. uh, and as opposed to the ones that many people are much more useful. Mm-hmm. Used, uh, sorry, used to yeah. like uh, Pathfinder and and. Uh, yes, yeah, as,
1: as soon as um, soon as you start getting bored of the, the dungeon delves, yes. Yes. The, Which these.
0: I don't because I don't get to play these things enough. Yeah. So I'm very excited yeah. about the Dungeon Delve. Yeah. Whereas you know the other characters are like, oh gosh, we're doing this again. And you know, where's the you know so but um, so um great games that I've run with you or I've been I've been in with you, I've been, I've enjoyed them all. I wish I had more time. Good. Good. Um. Any any other Cantor comments?
1: Let's go, let's go. to the list. <laughs> you have a list. <laughs> I have. We'll a be li- seeing Harry again. I have a list know. of these are the things I want to talk to Greg about. Okay, I'll these pretend are the, to be Greg. The, Ready? The, no, oh, no, I don't
0: like fish.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't go to the website. I, you know, I, I need I need Greg to go to the go to the Facebook website because I want to see him. Because this are the things I want to invite Greg yeah. to one of my role playing games. You should. He'd enjoy it. However, I only can connect through Gre- to Greg. Through Facebook, right? He, he never do goes that. on Facebook. He does not. You'll have, to, you'll have to use
0: me as an intermediary, like a spirit medium for Greg. So start channeling him.
1: So Tyler, yeah, uh, for our third topic today. Yeah, what is your favorite folk monster of all time? My favorite folk monster. Yeah, yeah. Now it can be it can be encrypted. It can be you know if you like Bigfoot. Yeah, it can be Bigfoot. you like the Jersey Devil. It can be the Jersey Devil, if Mothman. That's fine. Yeah, but, uh, Mothman. Mothman's pretty neat. Um, it, can be, it, it can be. Th- if it can be. If you need to be from mythology, it can be the, the Missouri Monster. The Missouri Monster. Can you tell me about the Missouri Monster? The Missouri
0: Monster was a. Uh, I, I believe this was back in like the 20s or something in mm-hmm. Missouri, and there was uh, there was this night where there was all this ball lightning. Yeah. And these these uh, these people, I don't know, those kids or adults. Saw this this hulking frog-headed thing walking, t- walking towards them through through the through the, the brush. Yeah, and uh, they they of course ran for their lives, and of course there was a mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. monster hunting. Mm-hmm find anything and so it was just this you know was, was it a guy in a mask <laughs> I don't know but it was that was that he way. was he
1: trying to scare the children away from his amusement park well, is Exactly. secretly it's, has oh, gold old man
0: Jenkins you know <laughs> wearing his frog but I was yeah I was like a kind of a weird looking creature you know I've always I was always the, the perverse kid yeah okay I was the yeah. perverse guy all the kids were running around in Halloween with vampire blood yeah. I was picking the green dragon blood yeah you know I was the one I was like I was like you know these these universal monsters mm-hmm. I was into Godzilla you know yeah. I yep, was into yep. these things that were, you know, always a little left of center, always little, which is, of course, why, you know, H.P. Lovecraft yeah. really, you know, came yeah. in. Yeah, it. it immediately, it's, it's, it's it immediately goes to, yeah. Lovecraft is perverse. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of strange, uh, strange things. There's a, there's a very, uh, I've done Google searches on this. I was, I was reading a folklore book. And uh, there's something called the Suwannee Swamp Monster. Ooh! And
1: it was this. Is it related part? to the Missouri? Yeah. Monster. It could be related to the Missouri Monster. <laughs> no, they, they, you know, they both sound, uh, they both sound a it, bit swampy.
0: But it was this weird sort of elephant crocodile thing, as depicted in the in the in the, the picture. And I, I've been trying to, to to find out more about it, but I can't. Apparently, it's it's too uh, too uh, uh, obscure. Uh, my uh, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan uh, in her area has a thing called the white thing. The white thing? The that, white thing. Is that hairy? It's hairy. Okay. And is it ape like? It's ape like. Oh, so and, is it? Is it like a, a Bigfoot,
1: but it's an albino it, Bigfoot? I was going to say, is it like a skunk ape? Does it smell? It I I does. does. All right. It does, so in fact, so smell bad. A, all right. Yeah. So
0: it could be some kind of uh, right. skunk ape uh, hybrid, uh, whatnot. I was, you know? I, was, I
1: was talking to one of my friends at work, and uh, he's from Tennessee. And I said, "Do you do you have any cryptids in Tennessee? Any kind yeah. of weird monsters?" He was like, Well, we got big snakes. Yeah. We got we got you know like crocodiles and things. You know anything that people people you know let let out in the in the swamps and whatever. And it's, he says, uh, "We do have we do have this thing. that's called Bigfoot." <laughs> now, like, <laughs> "Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever <laughs> so heard of that?" I said, "Yes, the, I I know Bigfoot. He's a type yeah. of Sasquatch or Yeti or Skunk yeah. Ape. Or a, <laughs> yes. one of the three is Homo uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giganticus, right? Homo Giganticus. Yep, yep.
0: There's a." a uh, you might actually want to borrow at some point. I, uh, I think it's right here. They they have a uh, the, glo- the the United States global war on horror, mm-hmm. not terror, horror, horror, and it's about how the United States is like figured out through over several. Decades mm-hmm. about all about the Cthulhuoid stuff, and yeah. like they're fighting it, yeah. and you know they're, just, they're make, making it known that humans aren't going to take crap from the Cthulhu cycle entities. Yeah. And all that yeah. so. But there's this whole part where they have this section about you know prehumans, and they talk about the Vormis and all these other things. But one of them is uh, uh, Homo Giganticus, where mm-hmm. like there are these like eight foot tall ape like beings with like powerful psychic powers that live in the Gobi Desert in their city <laughs> of Shambala.
1: I love it.
0: <laughs> See, I, love and it I was so gonna much. run. I was gonna do a Cthulhu. Yeah. That takes place in the Himalayas. Yeah. Okay. This it's expedition to the Himalayas. And what the players find out mm-hmm. is that there's currently a war going on between, between Shambhala
1: yeah. and the My Go. <laughs> and they get caught up in it. I'd like it. I think that, which, would, that which I be I think would be pretty awesome, actually. I, so. You know, I also, I uh, just you're saying that, I'm like, it would be great to have a Call of Cthulhu where we're all Bigfoot hunters. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> yes. we come across and we come across something mythos related the Mygo. that's not Bigfoot. The,
0: the, yeah, you find the mygos because they live up at <laughs> the hills
1: and everything, and they're like,
0: wait, well, well, we were looking for Bigfoot, we found so spacecraft so with we're all, with, <laughs> uh, with energy cannons.
1: You know, it's just not what you expected at all. You know, like, <laughs> so so, um, so I brought I brought one of one of my favorite folk monsters. Uh, this comes from Japanese folklore, and it's the shirime shirime. Okay. Okay. They are a type of faceless yokai. Uh, Okay. Now, are you familiar with yokai? No. Uh, It's the. the I know what a tamagotchi is. (laughs) Uh, Yokai is a type of Japanese monster. It's like a catch-all for most of their supernatural creatures. Okay. Uh, You know, the ghosts and things can fall into the yokai category. Yeah. They're not shinma. Shinma, that's that's the uh Shinigami. Are you thinking of Vampire
0: Princess Mew? The Shinma, they're like yep. a de- demon race, basically. Anyway, um, so anyhow,
1: so they so yokai are just various folk monsters. Uh, so this like, particular one falls yeah. into a, is a subset of a larger category, the larger category being the faceless ones. Okay, uh, so their whole thing is you know, they they it, they relish surprising people they you know which which you would without a face like they turn around and you see this plain face white like an egg and featureless yeah now the shirime are interesting in that well i'll tell you the whole the, the story as it's told is that there's a samurai walking in the countryside and he sees a person and the person is wearing a kimono and the person looks like he's agitated there's something wrong yeah and the samurai is like well, what's wrong with you what's going on and the person immediately drops their kimono off uh-huh naked as the day is long yeah turns around shows them their faceless face yeah the samurai is kind of scared and then turns around again grabs each butt cheek yeah pulls them apart yeah bends over and there's a giant glowing eyeball <laughs> That is radiating, uh, to quote, uh, a shimmering evil light. Uh,
0: look, I, I'm sorry, but, well, I, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. Uh, let's just say it. Japanese folklore is weird. It is. It is. I mean, you've got like the kappa, right? Yep. The kappa are, are, are Teenage Mutant Turtles yep. with, with bulls for heads. Yeah. And the water in the bowls is their soul. Yeah. And they, they get you in the water and they pull your intestines out your anus. Yeah. That's what they like yep. to do. But they're polite. They are. They are. They And inst- if you run into a kappa, you bow. Yep. The kappa bows because it's polite. The yep. water goes out of its
1: head and it dies. Yep. Yeah. You can also give them cucumbers. Okay, they, cucumbers. They will they, also, they they uh, enjoy eating cucumbers. That's like their fa- their favorite snack. Okay, so that's um, kind nice of nice. All, all yokai are bizarre. It's just
0: bizarre. It's you show me that picture of the of the um, the inanimate objects that have been around yep, too long, yep, and they, they yep. develop spirits and they they animate and run around. I, and I believe that's
1: sukikugami I think. So, yeah, something like something that. It's a, I line. mean, it's
0: just weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird stuff. I mean, then again, I mean, when you think about the the Greeks, you know, Typhon was this bizarre. Thing. I mean, it was yeah. like a ass-headed monstrosity with snakes for hands and all this like yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I, I really, what we're really dealing with here, are the very first science fiction writers. Mm-hmm. They're coming up mm-hmm. with this. Yeah, stuff.
1: somebody sat yeah. in a well, it's it's tent I think, somewhere and wrote this. Stuff, I think part you know? of it is isolation. Yeah. yeah, isolation leads to creativity. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it it just. Explodes sometimes. They're like yeah. you know, like the the ancient the Native Americans, they sit around and they would be like, "All right, well, we got a fire. We want to keep the kids near the fire and not go wandering off in the into the forest." Well, what are we gonna do? Well, we'll tell them that there's a monster out there. What kind of monster? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. gonna be. It's I say well, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's give it, let's give it a hook hand, yeah, and then we're yeah. gonna
0: give it burning red eyes, yeah. and we're gonna give it. Uh, fins for feet. Mm-hmm. And why don't we have it have a mouth in its belly <laughs> and then its nipples will be tentacles. You know, and it just yep. goes on. Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's, these are people who know nothing about anatomy. And then
1: you get, then you get a win- that's how you get a wendigo <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a, you know.
0: Thank you for listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast, a weekly podcast, normally with Tyler and Greg, but this time with Tyler and Harry. Yes. Uh, we uh, had a lot of uh, fun tonight talking about uh, Harry's uh, literary work, uh, about uh, some interesting and off the beaten path uh, role playing uh, systems uh, and games that he's done. And uh, finally, we dip a little bit into the spooky world of folklore, particularly the bizarre Japanese folklore.
1: Beware, beware of monsters uh, with eyeballs in their butts.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I, but I guess it's like a backup camera, really. Yeah. You, you can yeah, you not know, run into anything. You always you know, see where you've so, been. Exactly. It's not, you know. And if you have no face, that means he literally has to go that yeah. way because he can't see otherwise, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, weird stuff, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Harry will likely be back at some point. And uh, till then, uh, keep on pretending. Have a wonderful night. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretend to com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at pretend to imagine and visit our website at you guessed it, pretend to produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher, web design and tech support by small hall studios, audio by Mitch Myers, music by Greg Fisher, editing by Tyler Smith. Please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five-star rating. If you enjoy our podcast, thanks and happy pretending.